Welcome to Product Success Management Issues, the podcast and video series that explores in depth with experienced product managers and product marketing managers the key issues that affect product success. Sponsored by Wiley and my company, Spice Catalyst, I am Dave Frayden, your host and the author of Foundations in the Successful Management of Products series of books and courses published by Wiley. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Be sure to connect with my guest also. Welcome, Akshay. Glad you could join us for Product Success Management Issues. Uh, welcome, David. How are you doing? Doing good. So you've played the role of a vice president or director. I shouldn't say played. You have performed the role uh, mm-hmm. of vice president or director of product management for a number of years. Uh, tell me how you describe that role, its importance, uh, what its authorities and responsibilities have been over the years. Um, it, this role is a very interesting role. Um, Vice President of Product Management, you can also say Head of Product. Uh, you're responsible for a lot of people. That's uh, how I feel about that. You're responsible for your customers, your uh, employees, not just people who report to you, but the whole company, because the product is everything that your company is all about. And the cost for the customers, the product is what they use for the day-to-day purposes and hence, that's very close to them as well. So I feel very responsible for people all around me. So this role, I would say, is all about people and how you care and have an empathy for people. And um, at EMS Software, uh, where you're vice president, how many uh, product managers do you have reporting to you? Um, I have uh, five product managers that report to me. And then uh, this is an enterprise or B2B uh, uh, market, correct? That is correct. What are, what are, how are they organized? Do they all report to you at a flat organization or, or if you could describe that? Yeah, so uh, all the five product managers report to me. In the product management organization, um, I also have the user experience team as part of it. So I have five product managers uh-huh. and a, direct, a director of user experience that reports to me. Uh, the product managers I've divided as um, between them, the roles and responsibilities I have four product managers that are both internally focused as well as externally focused. I have one product manager who is solely externally focused. That means that uh, he doesn't have any components or products that he manage uh, from a product owner role perspective. He's performing a more of an external facing uh, product manager role, uh, gathering marketing requirements and being the liaison between the customers and the product managers. That having said, the other four product managers also do the outbound and uh, outbound work, but their prime focus is internal. They do product ownership roles. They also work with support, professional services, and other departments to uh, work with them to help them either for a customer escalation or a customer go live. Gotcha. And who do you report to at what level in the organization? Uh, I report to the CEO of the company. It's interesting, in the half a dozen of these interviews I've done, uh, I've always advocated that that be the case. And in 100% of them so far in this uh, podcast and, and video series, they all report up to the CEO, which is the way I think it should be. 
when I was at Hewlett Packard and at uh, Apple in product management, I reported to the VP of marketing, who in turn reported to the general manager, who in turn reported to the president. So that was co- sort of like pushing a wet noodle. Uh, so uh, uh, one of the things I know Steve Jobs did when he came back to Apple, based upon the research for my books and uh, and uh, the VP of product management at Facebook, uh, they all report to the CEO. The one at Facebook sits at the same table as uh, Mark uh, Zuckerberg. Uh, and even Elon Musk calls him the chief, calls himself the chief product officer. So he plays the role of chairman of the board, president, CEO, COO, and VP of product management, which uh, <laughs> perhaps explains some of his uh, stress. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, how much authority do, the, do you have uh, over what's happening with regard to the product? Um, the way I, I'd like to run the process, I don't like the word authority. <laughs> uh, I understand why you're asking the question, but I would say that I am a curator. My job is to get people together and come up with a process which will determine how and what we do. Uh, Having said that, I have full authority in terms of what needs to be done for the product. But in a product management role, it's very important to make sure that all departments, all customers are aligned with you when you're going forward with these kind of decisions. And hence, I like to run it more of a process where my job is just to facilitate the process, uh, nudge people towards certain directions if needs to be, but ultimately make sure that everybody's on the same page in terms of where we are going as a product direction. Hope that makes sense. Yeah, it does. How about budgetary authority? Do you, uh, do you have a budget for your team? I do. I do have a budget for my team. Um, and there is obviously, with the, we are a growth-oriented company. Our revenue is growing. And hence, we obviously, our budget is also growing. And I have uh, full control of the budget uh, for the product management and the user experience team. And does that include things like market research, competitive research? It does. It does. So uh, we do, we follow pragmatic marketing here. So uh, we also have the marketing team and we have a product marketing manager who's part of the marketing team. So we kind of tag team that kind of thing. So um some of the competitive research is done by the product marketing team and product managers uh, would act as more of a subject matter experts there rather than actually conducting that research. So is there a VP of marketing also? There is a VP of marketing as and, well. And is he or she at the same level as you? Yes, that is correct. Gotcha. And then your product marketing manager uh, are the ones that you describe as doing outbound uh, product management they interact with the marketing team. That is correct. Uh, that who, is correct. But we are not, I mean, we are a 130 people company. So there's no set rules, like only product marketing managers talk to the marketing. I mean, the product managers uh, also talk to the marketing as well and to everybody else as well. So it's not hard and fast, uh, but generally that's a thumb rule. When you're uh, looking to hire a product manager, what kinds of things are you looking for? Um, number one, I like to understand uh, that do they have an empathy, a customer empathy? In my opinion, a product managers have to have a customer empathy. If you don't have that, then you cannot be somebody who is going to do things which is right for the customers. So that's the number one thing that I look for. Number two, team player. A product manager, by definition, are somebody who's smart and are able to do 
analytical works. And sometimes these people can be uh, who don't work very well with teams. <laughs> and uh, in, in, a, in a large uh, organization, when you're dealing with so many people, if you're not a team player, it's not going to work, even if you're the smartest person in the, in the world. Uh, so that's the, the number two thing that I look for uh, there as well. Obviously, the other obvious things like product management experience, their analytical skills, their communication skills, those also come into the play. But these are two unique things that I want to make sure that they do have uh, once they go through the skill and the analytical part of it. So what questions or exercises do you use when someone is interviewing with you uh, to become a product manager? Great question. Um, I do a skill test. Um, we do this every single time. And what the skill test is that uh, we give them, if we, we give them, we tell them this a week ago, and this is all done in person. Uh, and the test is all about pick any product that you're familiar with or you like, and uh, imagine you are the product manager for that product. And come in and present to us, the panelists, as the executive team of that product. Uh, what would be your product roadmap be for that product? Uh, we don't tell them what product to pick. We don't give them any guidelines of how to present. It's total free form. Uh, it, it's a great <laughs> tool. I cannot tell you uh, how many times it has helped weed out the right people or even uh, pick people up who you wouldn't imagine that they could do a good job. And I, I thoroughly believe in that process. When I started doing that, I got a lot of pushback from a lot of people thinking about doing this, like, oh, it's too much work. There is too much jobs around here. People are not going to be doing this. And I'm like, uh, if you can't, as a product manager, get excited about presenting about your product or any product on the product roadmap, you know, you might not even be fit for, for us. So I stuck to that. And it's been a very, uh, it's, it's been a great process. I've learned a lot. Uh, people come in and they talk about certain products and how they present and how they talk about it as well. Um, and I let the whole team, the whole product management team sit in as, in the, uh, as an executive member. So they are asking questions. And a lot of time afterwards, we talk about, oh, that was an interesting thing. We should be doing that. So it's, uh, it's a pretty, uh, it's a good, great process. I, I thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, something that I think is a, is a good way to understand people. Gotcha. Yeah, one of the things I encourage uh, candidates to do is to take my courses, which uh, cover the entire product market strategy and the marketing plan. And each of the courses have a workbook uh, where they can fill out a template. And then I say, pick a product, go through the courses, fill out the workbook, and then you'll have sort of like a portfolio like a designer would have. And then when uh, you interview, you could say, yeah, I know how to do the job. Here's a product, and here is the entire product market strategy uh, that I put together uh, for that product and the marketing plan that I put together for that product. And uh, so it's good to hear that uh, what I'm suggesting is the, the right stuff. It is. Makes sense. How do you see the role changing, if at all, in the future? For product managers or the VP of product management? Both. Um, this, it depends on the product, but more or less, product managers have to become good at design, in my opinion. Uh, design is becoming a very integral part of any product. Are you talking about user interface design or design thinking? Design thinking. Okay. Uh, I mean, B2C products, that was very obvious. People who were product managers for B2C product, they had to have a knack for design thinking. 
But if you think about B2B products now, it's even more important. When I talk to our customers who buy our product, the number one reason why they're buying our product is to have a better employee experience. And you can build the best features out there. And if you don't think about design, if you don't think about are people going to be delighted using your product, you're going to be far apart. So this whole notion of there is a designer who's thinking about the design and there is a product manager who's only thinking about feature, uh, I think it's going to blend away. I think those two roles are going to become more and more uh, one, one role. Designers are going to become more product managers and product managers are going to become more designers. And that's the nature of how it is. And when I say designers, I'm not talking about graphic designers. I'm talking about people who are really thinking about the user experience. And, and that is a very big key, uh, I think, as a differentiator, as a product manager going forward. Gotcha. Yeah, it could get a little dangerous if they have to become a user interface designer. Uh, most of the ones that I know have a four-year degree in that. Uh, <laughs> many of the product managers I know come from engineering, and they don't teach any of the things that a product manager has to do in engineering school. Uh, and I've identified from the books that I've done, including the ones uh, for Wiley, that a product manager has to have about 130 competencies none of which is taught in engineering school, in order to have a successful product. So if you lap, uh, put that onto a four-year degree, you might have to be going to school, if it was available, uh, longer than a doctor does. <laughs> Absolutely, and I don't think so. this is something, uh, obviously there's a teaching around this as well, but there is also an aspect of just the thinking, just your mindset. Don't be a complete analytical personality. You've got to think about design because features are not just about what function they perform, but how they do it. And if you don't have a knack for that, then it's going to get harder and harder for you. Well, I mean, to support that th theory, uh, Steve Jobs was the first VP of product management at Apple. Uh, and his first product was the Apple III. And uh, he also had studied calligraphy, calligraphy up in, in, uh, in Oregon. So he was very much design-oriented, uh, even to the point that the day before he uh, announced the Macintosh to the world, he decided he didn't like the color of the Mac factory and had the entire place repainted that the night before. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he had a great sense for design. And in fact, uh, my research shows that when he was uh, having the iPhone developed by uh, Johnny Ive, uh, they, he did it in an agile fashion. They would put together prototypes using numerical control machinery uh, in their design labs of uh, Johnny Ives at uh, the, the corporate headquarters then. And Steve would meet with them every uh, Wednesday morning and pick up and touch and feel so that, you know, when you, when you pick up an iPhone without its case, it's a delightful experience. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish Apple would design cases that give the same uh, protective cases that gave the same experience because when I when I uh, upgrade my iPhone and take the new one out or the old one out of the case, I say, "Oh, this thing is lovely to hold." But that that whole that whole nature of design thinking, I think, is inherent in what a product manager has to be, so that they can look at some kind of design and do the same thing that Steve Jobs would say: "This is shit if it is," <laughs> or "This is insanely great if it is." Exactly, and that that only comes by being able to think like that. I completely agree with you. And I've, I've been doing product management for a while, and I'm not a designer, and I don't have knack for these kind of things. But I've, I've noticed this. The, the importance of that is going to go more and more. The second thing, which is a change that's going to happen, is which is already happening, is data. People make decisions. Product managers have to make a lot of decisions. And then there didn't used to be that much emphasis on data as it is now. So learning data science, 
and being more of a data scientist is also going to be an important thing. But if you think about 20 years from now, 15 years from now, a lot of that work is going to get automated. So product managers have to think about things that artificial intelligence or robots can't do. <laughs> because all of this data work, you can outsource it to a robot and they can do a lot of these kind of analysis for you and come up with predictions that people can make choices for. But design and the aesthetics and how emotions are being worked on, those are the aspects that's unique for product managers and they need to catch on that rather than just thinking about analytical partnership. Yeah, I think the focus has to shift more and more towards customer experience. And then as we add in artificial intelligence, big data, autonomous vehicles, that's ground, sea, and air autonomous autonomous vehicles, not only cars, but also trucks and airplanes and uh, uh, all that kind of stuff, gene splicing. Uh, there are a myriad of millions of more combinations of things that can go wrong. And yeah. right, you know, right now we have a problem where I, I pick up a piece of software and try to use it, and I say, am I the only person in the world that can't figure this thing out? And <laughs> where, where was the design thinking from product management when this thing was being uh, developed? But now with the crazy things that uh, AI can do, like I've got a couple of Apple uh, HomePod uh, speakers, and I say, if I said the name, you know, the S-I-R-I, uh, she would start playing music right now. <laughs> but when I make a phone call, if uh, she doesn't hear me to turn off the music, then I start talking to somebody, excuse me a minute, and I have to say S-I-R-I, pause music, and the person on the other end of the phone is going, who are you talking to? <laughs> so there are millions of these different combinations of things that no one has thought to thought through in terms of the user experience, what people are trying to do, and the unpredictable consequences of this stuff, which is just going to make the product manager's job even more difficult. Absolutely. And you discovered a very valid point. Like, think about the user experience that you have to build into a voice-based voice uh, software, right? There is no graphics in there. That's a different kind of user experience. That's why it's not, when I use the word design, I'm not talking about the visual design only. And that paradigm is now becoming bigger and bigger with video, with audio, with so many more means than ever before. Would design experience be a better term? Design experience is a great term. I like the term user experience because it doesn't matter what it is, it is how does a user feel and how does a user's experience is about a product. Like the way you're talking about uh, SIRI, it's your your experience that matters the most. Uh, and that has to be the key that needs to drive how products are designed and created. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time. Really enjoyed uh, talking with you and being a guest on Product Success Management Issues. Thank you. Thanks a lot. On behalf of my guest and myself, Thanks for joining us on Product Success Management Issues. I am Dave Frayden. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn.